John, you have to tell me how I'm supposed to feel about this season. We have a Viking Packer <laughs> game with playoff implications on New Year's Eve at night over under for rest. I asked Jeff Diamond on his show uh, what the over under for rest was, and he said six. I said, Jeff, you are a cloistered individual. It's 600. It's, it's, you, it, the number is 600. I take the over. It's going to be a crazy night. The Vikings could still make the playoffs. And yet I don't sense any enthusiasm from this fan base. I have trouble like getting excited about this. And I love big games. I love, I love the Packer Viking rivalry. It's my, been my favorite thing to cover in all the years I've been here. Um, so how, how should we feel about this game? It's a, I, I don't know either, Jim. Um, you know, you look at the parameters of this and night game, New Year's Eve, Green Bay Packers, hated rivalry. All of that should be the recipe for just an electric night at U.S. Bank Stadium and and an incredible, you know, uh, atmosphere, you know, in the game. But neither one of these teams are very good. And, you know, the, the Packers showed a little bit of life uh, recently, but they've been kind of up and down. Uh, the Vikings are decimated by injuries and have no idea who the right quarterback is. And so... I do think that what you the sense that I get is that fans are kind of like just begrudging in like looking at what this game is right now. And they don't feel confident that their team is going to get to the playoffs because it's an uphill climb at this point. Um, I think that the revolving door at quarterback has led to an unsettling feeling with the fans of just not knowing at all what to expect. And it's a team that doesn't really have uh, a, a real identity offensively right now to, to, to really relate to and, and, and to hold on to. And so now there's just kind of a, okay, let's see what happens type of a vibe rather than a, all right, you know, even even in some of the other years where it, it, the Vikings haven't been in prime position, the idea of being able to completely slam the door on the Packers at home for their season and kind of, you know, snuff out their their dreams of staying alive in this would be enough motivation. But I just don't get the feeling that that is is simmering uh, in the Viking fan base right now. No, I, I I'm really shocked by how many Viking fans in my life and that I've communicated with are just throwing their hands up and, and saying, Oh, they should have just tanked this year and gotten high pick. And I, so I understand that from an emotional basis because this season has been disappointing and the injuries have been ridiculous uh, and they've lost games they could have won. And it's easy to retroactively say, okay, what if they had just lost a lot and had a top five pick instead of a um, picking like 14, 15, 16, wherever it's going to be. Uh, I, I disagree with that because I think you have to try to win. I think it's only ethical that you have this highly paid roster with lots of talent on it. You give people a chance to win. But I also can't pretend that I'm excited about this game. You know, it's like watching watching this team play is frustrating. And, and let's face it, a big part of it is the injuries. That, you know, there, there are sustainable injuries. And I'm talking about from the team standpoint, and there are injuries you just can't overcome. And one thing I find really fascinating about this season is that they played better with Cousins and not Jefferson than they have with Jefferson and not Cousins. 
Yes, I th- I think that one of my biggest takeaways of these last several weeks of you know I don't even know how to describe the play, but just uninspiring, sloppy, mistake-filled, all of those things is you are starting to see a greater appreciation for exactly what Kirk Cousins brought to the table um, as a quarterback. And, you know, while he was in the job, he was scrutinized as every quarterback is. It's not unfair, um, it, it, but it, I think there was always a sense of, gosh, like he just isn't quite good enough for what the Vikings need. Like he's a good player, but there are some limitations here. And I think in the wake of his departure and his absence, like Justin Jefferson said it after the Detroit game as well. But I think people have started to realize, okay, like this really is what we had in super reliable, ultra accurate, very low turnover rate. Like all, all of the things that Kirk Cousins was doing to make this offense go and to avoid putting his defense in bad positions, I think was definitely underappreciated while he was doing it. And if anything, if there's a silver lining, I think for these struggles that the Vikings have gone through, it's that there is a more clarity on the kind of quarterback that Kirk cousins has been uh, in this offense. And I know Justin Jefferson is feeling it. I think I've seen more and more comments um, in my social media about, uh, man, now we have to bring Kirk back. Now there's, you know, uh, boy, we miss him and and those kinds of things. And maybe there is a greater understanding for it now because that position is really hard. And if you do not have accuracy and decision-making and a big arm, uh, you're going to look completely uh, outclassed. And I think that's what we've seen from Dobbs at points, from Mullins at points. Who knows who's going to be in the job this week? Um, it just is uh, – it, it, Cousins was absolutely – has he has limitations, but I think what we are learning now is how much he really helped make this a competent uh, uh, offense and a, and a consistent one. No doubt. He's John Krasinski from The Athletic. I'm Jim Suhan from the Star Tribune. Brandon Morton is our producer, as he has been for so many years. Thanks for listening to TalkNorth.com. We do appreciate it. Thanks to our sponsors. We're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studios. Thanks to Aquarius. Thanks to Twill and the Dining Galleria. Thanks to TSR Injury Law. Thank you also to Starbank and Tuttles. Uh, and if you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. And check out TalkNorth.com for Jeff Diamonds, Vikings and NFL Insider, our show with the former Vikings general manager, John Krasinski on the Timberwolves, one of our most popular shows. Uh, we have great sports lineup, great outdoor lineup, variety shows. Check it all out. And we do appreciate you listening. Uh, let's you know, let's continue down the Kirk train here. I, I It's also fascinating for Kirk in that they brought him here as a celebrated, you know, record-setting signing to take over a team that went to the NFC Championship game and elevate the franchise. And I really think we've just seen two different versions of Kirk Cousins. We've seen Kirk under incredible pressure to elevate the franchise and prove that he can do that while playing for a coach uh, who didn't really like him or want him. 
And so it was always awkward. Even when he played well, it kind of felt awkward during the Zimmer era. And now we're seeing post-Zimmer Kirk where he's been allowed to be more of a leader. He has taken the reins as a leader. He's played well. He's played well in tough situations. And, you know, I didn't, I was very ambivalent about the former Kirk, even though I thought the signing was a good signing. I didn't love everything I saw in that era. You know, post Zimmer Kirk, I like, you know, and I think has shown more leadership, has shown more clutch, uh, more the ability to lead in clutch situations, has taken over the locker room more. So I, I'm much more pro Kirk now than I was when his head coach hated his guts. Well, yeah. And in fairness also, um, you know, he just has gotten better and better over the yes. last couple of years. Like I, the, the, the shame to me of, of the Achilles injury was the timing of it, because I think that he was playing lights out football. Um, he was, you know, he had improved his leadership. He had become more relatable to the fans, the media and the, and his teammates. Um, and he was re- he really had full command of this offense with the faith that Kevin O'Connell had put in him. And, and so um, those Kirk years under Zimmer were a little shaky and maybe, maybe it was more Mike Zimmer, uh, all the offensive coordinators that he had and, and all that. Maybe that was as much to blame as Kirk himself, or maybe there was just more limitations with Kirk at that point of his career, but he definitely evolved or has evolved as his career has gone on in Minnesota and is just a much better quarterback, you know, he or today or went at the time of his injury than he was when he first arrived. And I think that's admirable for, for a player who is not exactly, you know, it wasn't on his rookie deal and wasn't still kind of growing as a young quarterback in this league. What you were still seeing was immeasurable growth um, as a leader and as a player, even into his, his thirties. And, and that's, that's admirable and respectable. And so, um, I was of the same, you know, kind of position that you were in terms of, I was underwhelmed by Kirk, uh, earlier in his, in his stay here in purple, but, um, but really over the last year plus, I was very impressed by how he was playing all of the comebacks last year, the clutch plays, the clutch throws. And then this season, he was, I mean, clicking on all cylinders and 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 making great throws and and making the right reads and leading the team and letting his personality shine and and embracing kind of the the nerdery of himself, but also um doing a good job of getting people to buy in and follow him into battle. Like all of that stuff was at a high, high level. Was he ever going to be Patrick Mahomes or, um, you know, or one of the, you know, elite, elite uh, quarterbacks in the league? I'm not sure about that, but he certainly uh, had ascended to a, to the highest plane that he had been on yet in his career. And so I think you, me, fans, whoever are well within the rights to have evolved our positions on him as well. And, and, and so I, I just, yeah, I, 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 I always will have wanted more for him this season because it would have been very fun to watch 
had he stayed healthy and see what kind of things he could have done with this offense, with this team, um, with all with his legs underneath him, because I think he was headed, you know, really to a to a higher plane uh, of his career before going down uh, with the Achilles. Let's get into JJ a little bit more. First, though, we want to let you know that we're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studios, and we want to thank Aquarius Home Services. Scott for Aquarius, wishing you a happy new year. And happy, how can we be only halfway through winter? Want some good news? Now is the time to replace your old furnace and AC with a new high-efficiency whole home heating and cooling system. Because at Aquarius, you can install it now and not pay a penny until next year. Visit AquariusHomeServices.com and schedule your free estimate today. Financing offer subject to available credit. Aquarius, earning the right to be recommended. Also want to tell you about my friend Scott Dayton, his shop Twill in the Dyna Galleria, Twill by Scott Dayton in the Dyna Galleria. That's right. He has his name on it. It's it's his business. It's his baby. He's there all the time. The people who work for him in the shop are people he's hand-selected, that he trusts, he likes. They understand the business. They understand how Scott goes about the business, which is he seeks out great brands around the globe to bring to Edina, Minnesota. Um, and, it's, and of course, you know where the Edina Gallery is. It's on France. It's easy to get to. It's right there in the heart of kind of the best shopping district in, in the state. Uh, they, they sell everything from high-end tailored suits to stuff you're going to wear on the golf course. That's the way you get it to you. You get the good stuff that will last you a long time. Twillmn.com, Twill in the Edina Galleria. Uh, and we also want to thank our longtime sponsor across the network, TSR Injury Law. They sponsor the John Krasinski Show. And all you really need to remember is 612-TSR-TIME. 612-TSR-TIME. They won't charge you unless they win your case, and they win a lot of cases. Uh, interesting from Jefferson, uh, even though this season has been you know, not quite ideal, I mean, he's had injuries, he's had to play with some bad quarterbacks, uh, this, the team isn't doing as well as is expected, I do think we've seen some good things out of Justin Jefferson in that the way he talks about the team, he doesn't sound like he's going out there looking for the, the just to, to leave to get the best deal possible. He sounds invested in this team. He, he appreciates cousins. Uh, he has shown some leadership characteristics of his own this year. So maybe that's the good that comes out of this year is that even under difficult circumstances, it never sounded like Justin Jefferson wasn't all in here. Yeah, I mean, we've certainly, you know, we've certainly seen here and other places, especially receivers, whatever it seems like, it just there just seems to be a a characteristic um, with many of them uh, that you know, they can get selfish, that they can they can pout and hang their heads and point fingers and things like that. That's never been Justin Jefferson, uh, even in a, you know, a, a quote unquote contract year when things did not work out for him financially that before the season started, uh, he hasn't pouted. Um, he has been team first. He has been incredibly supportive of, um, everyone. And, and I think like I do, I do think that maybe even his appreciation of cousins has grown, um, as he has watched the other quarterbacks struggle here um, for the Vikings. But what I kept, what I came away with from that game against Detroit, um, you know, on Christmas Eve was how I thought 
Justin Jefferson just deserved better in that game. And I'm not even talking about like the, the incredible catches that he was making. Um, uh, but when I, I was thinking back even to prior to the third and 27 unbelievable catch that he made, um, he made a play to, you know, on what is to recover the fumble that he ran it down and just made sure that the Vikings didn't lose possession of that. Um, from way behind the line of scrimmage and that kind of effort and that kind of competitiveness and that kind of fire, I think is just franchise level types of things. And that's why you just pay him all of the money and, and it doesn't matter, you know, if you don't pay him, someone else is going to pay him. And he has been such a, a good teammate, a good leader in addition to, the best or top two or three receivers in the entire league. This is the kind of player that you build an entire franchise around. And um, he had ample opportunity to hang his head, to slow play his injuries, to not, you know, to, to kind of look out for number one. And he hasn't done that. And that to me is just really, really impressive. Yeah. A couple more things I want to get into on Justin Jefferson. I quickly do want to thank, uh, Tuttles for sp- for sponsoring and hosting so many of our shows. Uh, it's been a great, great alliance, uh, Tuttles and Tuttles uh, area restaurants. Tuttles is your Vikings headquarters for the best football party. They have great game day specials on Miller Lite and Coors Light tap beer, tall stadium cups for just five bucks, plus $5 food specials, including brats, hot dogs, jumbo sloppy joes, and pulled pork sandwiches. If pizza's your thing, get five bucks off any large pizza. Tuttles has cool game day giveaways too, including a free number board with your chance to win a $100 gift card. Take in all the Viking game food, fun, and festivities at Tuttles, Tuttles Bar and Grill in Hopkins. Go Vikes. Also want to let you know that big banks aren't the only ones with mobile apps and convenient financial services. I'd like to tell you about StarBank. StarBank is an independent community bank in Minnesota. They're family owned and treat customer relationships as a top priority. You're not a customer number at StarBank and they have no call center. It's just banking out should be a throwback to the good days. Mobile app check, convenient services. You got it. Check out StarBank for yourself. For deposits and lending solutions, work with a local community bank that cares. StarBank.net, member FDIC and equal housing lender. Uh, I also, you you alluded to it. I think it's been heartening to see somebody in Jefferson's situation, a proven great player who isn't signed long-term by his franchise and who didn't get a deal done in his last offseason, never really even hint that he wasn't going to play as much as he could play, play as hard as he could play, or or cared any less about winning this year. I, I do think we've seen things about his if there were any questions about his competitive uh, characteristics, they've been answered. I don't think there were, but but you just never know. You never know what how he could handle the situation. He could have said, I'm not coming back playing for a bad team when I'm not signed long-term. He could have taken time off in training camp when the deal wasn't done. He has proven that he cares about the competition, not just about his contract situation. Ab- absolutely, Jim. I mean, we have seen it over and over again that, similar circumstances have produced much more acrimonious um, relationships between player and team. And so to see Jefferson navigate this the way that he has without any outward 
harsh feelings, without any, you know, statements of disenchantment, without you know, this season could have gone so much worse for the Vikings. Let's take away the injuries, take away um, the the uneven, inconsistent play, take away all of that stuff. If you know, in the middle of all of this, Justin Jefferson decided, man, this is how they're doing me. Like they, they wouldn't give me exactly what I wanted. And now we're, we're going through such a difficult situation. Let me pour more gasoline on the fire and let me uh, really let everyone know how unhappy I am. Um, he would not have been the first to, 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 to go that route. And there would have been, you could argue ample, um, reasoning for him to feel that way uh, at for in considering the production that he had provided for the first three years of his career and um, and and how clear it was and is that he is at least if he's not number one, like I said, he's number two or number three in in terms of at his position in the league to not just be taken care of immediately. Um, you could say, hey, what is going on here? This is not right. Or like, this isn't how um, other players of my caliber would be handled. And then that could have just really cast a pall over the whole season. And like you said, I think it, it was, the tone was set in training camp. He did not pull a TJ Hawkinson. He did not sit out um, practices. He did not, um, uh, you know, withhold his, his services. He did not become a storyline in training camp. He nipped those things in the bud right away. He went out and did his job. And when it didn't happen, when the, when the, uh, the extension did not happen, he did not make a big scene out of it. Um, and all he did was go out and play. And, um, and yes, he could have easily said, uh, you know, yeah, I'm not going to come back. We're not, you know, we're okay. We're right in the middle of things, but this isn't a Super Bowl winning team. So I'm just going to look out for number one. He didn't. He came back and he's playing now, not only playing, but playing at an incredibly high level again. So um, all of those things just tell you he is just a franchise level player. He is a he is a potential face of the league type of a player. And so, you know, what they do with him in the offseason, you, you just you have to give him whatever he needs to be happy and to keep him happy like that, because those circumstances can change, you know, maybe they got, a, uh, they got away with slow playing it a little bit this off season. I can't imagine they're going to have the same luck doing that this next off season, especially with, with all of the uncertainty at quarterback. So um, that should be priority. Number one for this franchise is just get that taken care of with Justin Jefferson and make sure that, he continues to be completely all invested in what this franchise is doing for the foreseeable future. Yes. And you know, I do a podcast with Jeff Diamond, the former Vikings general manager, and my conversations with Jeff and some other people uh, in and around the Vikings organization. You know, I know there's always this paranoia about the salary cap. Oh, my God, how you pay Justin Jefferson a record amount. How can you afford to pay other players? And you, you need to get Kirk signed. And then you, need, you probably need to bring Daniil Hunter and Christian, De you know, and back. And you need to sign Christian Darasaw to a long term deal. How can you possibly make all this happen? And I'll just say this, and Jeff Jeff has said it as well, and he's actually negotiated these contracts. In the NFL, if you want a player, there's always a way of keeping them. And yep. I actually think the fact that they can 
sign cousins to a creative deal with voidable years and all, you know, and deferred signing bonuses and all this, there is a way to do it. It's, it's complicated. It, we, I'm not going to put on my, you know, accountant's hat here and try to break it down. I'll just say this. I think they can definitely bring Jefferson back on a big deal, sign cousins to a big deal and, and keep bring back the other key players they really want. Now, maybe you lose a little bit of money to spend on special teamers and depth, but you have to bring your best players back. And I think they will. There, there's, you know, I, I kind of liken this to some, what you hear uh, women say in relationships is if he, <laughs> if, if he wanted to, he would. Yeah. Right. So if he wanted to text you back right away, he would, if he wanted to, um, to, to spend time with you, he would figure it out. He would, you know, shuffle around work. He would do that. He wouldn't offer up the excuses of, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do that. It's the same thing in the NFL. If you want to keep your best players, the collective bargaining agreement, everything is designed for you to keep them in the NBA. It's a lot harder sometimes. Like yeah. you, you, you have to say goodbye to some, really good players just with the financial ramifications with all of these things with the NFL, it is designed to keep teams together to keep players from moving on. If you really want them to, to give the power to the franchise to make things happen um, and, and to keep the talent that they draft or that they trade for, they develop, do all those things. So the Vikings can do it. We've seen Rob Brzezinski do it over and over and over again over these last two decades of, of running the, the, the books. Does, does it mean you kind of maybe mortgage a little bit of the future? You, you kind of, you keep pushing, kicking the can down the road. Yeah, it probably does. But you do that for transcendent talents. Like where teams get into trouble is if they do it for good players who are not great players. But Justin Jefferson is a great player. Christian Derrissaw looks like a great player. Daniel Hunter has been a great player this year. Uh, Kirk Cousins, relatively speaking, great player. Um, so you can make those things work. It just does take some creativity, some shell game kind of stuff. And so just just go and make it happen. And um, and if it you know, no one is going to be lamenting dead cap money or things like that if it means that you keep Justin Jefferson happy, that you keep Christian Derrissaw here, that you have stability at quarterback. Those are like three of the main positions that you need to compete in this in this league. And so um, no more excuses that way. Just, just go do it. At least two more things I want to get to. Hicks and picks. Let's start with Hicks. Uh, it's easy. There's so many injuries in the NFL. We're so accustomed to seeing players walk, you know, dragged off or carted off. And that I don't ever want us to become, what's the word? Uh, too casual. I, I'm, I'm desensitized not, to it. Yeah, desensitized. Thanks. That's the word I was looking for. Desensitized to what these players go through. The fact that Jordan Hicks could be on the operating table a few weeks ago and then come out and play and start and play full time in an NFL game is stunning. We should never, it desensitizes exactly the right word. We should never be become desensitized to what these human beings put themselves through to play this stupid game. Unbelievable, Jim. It's just unbelievable. Like, I didn't know really a whole lot about compartment syndrome before this happened. I can't say that I'm an expert on it now. What I can say is it sounds really freaking bad. Yep. And again, another case, much more serious than Jefferson's, but in the similar vein in terms of, 
George, uh, Hicks would have been completely within his rights to say, um, yeah, there was actually a, a, a question about whether they'd have to cut my leg off or something at some point. I'm just going to go ahead and take the rest of the year off and figure this out and, and, and get myself together. Like that's a traumatic thing that he navigated. Not only did he navigate it, not only did he go through all of it, he's back on the field and playing and not looking like uh, a liability at all. And, and, you know, when he was on the, he made some plays, he was, he was right in the middle of things. And, and that to me is just an incredible, incredible testament to who he is as a person, as an athlete, as, as everything to think that he was able to endure everything he did with that injury, with the surgery that it needed to correct it with all of the things and, and, and then still get back out onto the field and play and not look completely overwhelmed and out of place. I have no idea how he did it. It's a remarkable recovery and a remarkable you know, faith in him and his teammates that he wanted to get back out there and help and, and try and be a part of the solution here. Just a, a, amazing stuff from him. Amazing. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, let's get to our pick Vikings hosting the Packers uh, in a playoff game, a, a game with playoff implications at a sold out us bank stadium on new year's Eve. It's going to be crazy. Uh, the game might be as well. Uh, who do you like and why? I, I I wish I felt another way, Jim. Um, but I I just I like the Packers in a close game here. Um, I just think that there is a threshold that you reach as a team when the injuries pile up to the to the degree that they have, um, and that the ceiling is just too low for the Vikings right now. Um, you know. TJ Hawkinson being out, uh, Jordan Addison ha- going through his stuff. Now, you know, whoever's going to play at quarterback, I, I'm guessing it's going to be Nick Mullins to start. And then maybe if he, if he struggles, you go to Jaron Hall, but, um, but I'm, I, I'm not sure on that. Just all of the uncertainty around that position, all of the guys that are hurt and, and, and not playing or, or will be limited, uh, in their game against the Packers, even against the Packers team that I don't think is very good. Um, I just, I have a hard time seeing how the Vikings muster up enough to win this game. And so I think it's, I think it's 20 to 17 Packers and, um, ringing in the new year with cheese on their heads. <laughs> well, speak for yourself. Uh, I've never allowed uh, cheese to touch these golden locks. Uh, both, both of my golden locks. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm the same. I, I think the Packers in a close game. Neither team's great. I think they'll find I, it, the nature of the NFL. It'll probably be a close game. It'll probably be dramatic, and we'll probably have an officiating call to talk about or two. But yeah, I just can't. I just think the Vikings are going to be so limited. Hawkinson, you know that. Without Hawkinson, the Packers are really going to be able to beat up on Justin Jefferson, probably going to triple team him. Uh, Jordan Addison, we don't know if he's going to play. This, it's going to be – here's the one hope for the Vikings, that they can go up against a bad Packers run defense, have Ty Chandler go nuts, and that that makes it harder to 
commit assets to Jefferson, and that opens up the passing game. As I've written and said many other times, I want to see Jaron Hall. I don't know if I'm going to get to, but I want to see Jaron Hall. And I, I mean, just he's like the only guy on the roster, the only quarterback of the three quarterback up quarterbacks that I'm intrigued by at this point. And that for me, with the low bar, that makes it good. That's a good enough reason to start him. I, I would have no problem seeing Jaron Hall start on on Sunday. Um, I absolutely understood O'Connell sticking with Nick Mullins kind of earlier while the playoffs were more of a possibility than they are right now. Um, and so, but given what we've seen from Mullins uh, with the, the, with the mistakes and the turnovers and how difficult he makes it uh, on his defense, zero, zero uh, question of just throwing Jaron Hall out there and see what you got um, at, at this point in the season and seeing if you get a little bit more of a careful approach that also can mix in a few big plays to, to make something happen. So we'll see what happens, but I, I will say like my gut tells me that we'll see Mullen start. Um, and then, and, and, and then maybe, you know, maybe O'Connell will remain flexible and, and, and have a hook if he makes a bad play. But, uh, but I would love to see Jaron Hall go. I would have zero, zero problems with that at all. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with Mullen starting as long as you take him out after the first snap. Yeah, there you go. Good stuff from John. Thanks to Brandon. Thanks to everyone who listens. We do appreciate it. What, however you celebrate this week, I hope you have a great week. We'll be back next week to uh, cap the Packers game and tell you what that Lions game might be all about.